Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Focus on what's important. Uh, first book, I'm going to go back to uh, Think and Grow Rich for a minute and talk about decision. The idea with about, think about what's important is I don't think people fail because they want to fail. I don't think people fail because they think to themselves that if I, if I, if I switch my mind over to focus on something else that that's actually going to harm me. They honestly just don't know. They, they could see it in other people, but they're not recognizing a pattern that pattern in themselves when anything from the outside is triggering their mind to focus on something else, or when an internal pattern is switching their thought process and they don't even realize that they're not thinking. They think they're thinking, but their mind is distracting them to something else and trying to justify that in order to maintain the pattern of their own consciousness. So, or their, or their, their unconsciousness. Hill talked about decision. He said, an accurate analysis of over 25,000 men and women who had experienced failure disclosed the fact that lack of decision was near the head of the list of the 30 major causes of failure. This is no mere statement of theory, it's a fact. And procrastination is the opposite of decision. It's a common enemy which practically every person has to conquer. An analysis of several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark disclosed the fact that every one of them had the habit of reaching decisions promptly and of changing decisions slowly if and when they were changed. People who fail to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly and changing these decisions quickly and often. So if it's, it's very obvious that why would a person decide to do something that is a benefit of what they're doing and then so quickly change off of that decision? And people do this like many times throughout the day. It could be in an activity. It could be like, okay, here's what I have to do now, but something grabbed my attention and I don't feel like it or I'll put it off later. Um, a direction for their company, uh, a form of, of something uh, either educational or health-wise or for their family and they're going to do it and then they stop doing it and they go off in a completely different direction. They never give them sense, uh, themselves a chance to build momentum in a direction of success. In the as I've been as I was talking about from the the political aspect of how our minds are uh, kind of bounced back and forth and, and manipulated, there's another thing that is doing this also, and that is immediate satisfaction. We live in a world because of technology that we can have so much immediate satisfaction for what we want it triggers our brain to look for immediate satisfaction. So if we're not doing things 
uh, and getting a quick result, we think to ourselves, it's not happening, I'm not winning, it makes us anxious, and we're not understanding that great things are built over time and through consistency and repetition of the things that work. So let's go back to the laws of success by Sterling Sill. He said, one seeking success and happiness should learn, should learn to think, but he should also learn to make his thoughts and feelings subject to his will. That's the consciousness. That's where am I going to direct my thoughts and feelings? So I'm going to be the overseer of my own thinking so that it's not distracted based on how I feel, if I'm making an emotional decision. It's based on is this something that's moving me forward? Is this something that's moving my business forward? Whatever it is that you're looking, learning to accomplish. The highest power in the world is willpower. In the, in the power of the will, man shows himself farthest removed from the animal. Animals don't have willpower. They don't have reasoning. They are consigned at birth to a life, to a life pattern from which they are unable to depart. Now, he goes on to say here, with man, this is not so. It is the will that man shows himself most like God. So we've talked about the will. We've talked about the choice. It's, those two things in, the, in this aspect are basically the same thing. But here's what's interesting about this. When he's talking about the animals, he says they are consigned at birth to live a pattern from which they are unable to depart. If you don't recognize that you're in a pattern, that your childhood patterns are running your thinking process, the, the way you have, the way you actually choose what you're going to do and what you're going to think and how you're going to react. You spend your whole life like the animal, not able to depart. Because the thought is triggering the emotion, which is verifying the thought, and then you then look for evidence outside of yourself to verify what you're thinking and how you're feeling. And then it's like, oh, well, it must be so. It must be so. Why are you thinking and making the decisions that you're making? We have to consciously be on guard for that. We have to be the gatekeeper of our own thought process. It doesn't matter how far down in the emotional aspect of what we're doing. It doesn't matter how far down in you go. If you don't pull yourself out and say, wait a second, stop, just stop. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this? What does it have to do with me and where I'm going? Am I building a new foundation for myself in my own thinking by bouncing back and forth, by starting and stopping, by constantly looking for something new, I mean, um, had a meeting yesterday, and somebody was somebody was asking me the question about what is it actually like uh, working with large groups of people in this industry, and how do I how do I actually think about why so many jump into the idea of self learning, but then many of them don't do anything with it. And I said, well, one of the reasons is because if they don't get a result in five minutes, they get distracted by somebody else who's promising a result in five minutes. And they'll do this thing where they go round and round. They'll spend thousands of dollars, sometimes even way more than that, 
and spend years of time never getting a result because they don't ever follow through and build a foundation of anything of any consequence that allows them to become successful. Because they're, if they don't see it right away, then all of a sudden it's like, no, there must be something else. And the way marketing works, all marketing is manipulative. It's designed to get you to pay attention to it. It's designed to trigger something either you don't want or you do want. And then moving into the idea of, you know, follow this and you'll get the result in five minutes. And then when they do that and they don't, they feel bad about it and they look, they look for something else. Not realizing that really it has nothing to do with the marketing. It has nothing to do with anything that they're experiencing. It has to do with this idea in their own mind that there's something wrong with them. And, if they, and they're, they're seriously trying to get away from the idea that there's something wrong with them or that they won't get it, or that they can't have it, or, some, or they will look bad to someone else. We should train ourselves to increase the command of the will over the mind and develop further authority of the will over the sentiments and the passions, as well as over the body. The will is, the, is an executive, and as a good executive, organizes and controls. He is dependable. He can always be relied upon. He never fails and, uh, and is never behind time. He always brings the ship into port. May we always strive to remember the important law of the will. Is your will bringing your ship into port or is it being distracted by some external storm or an internal thought process that's not serving you? I think it was Joel Barker in the book Paradigms. I don't think I've gotten into that book much. Uh, but Barker said to ignore, the, uh, to ignore the power of paradigms, to control your mind, to create your future is extremely detrimental uh, to any kind of success that you would want to have. And I'm paraphrasing that. I don't remember the exact quote. But basically what he's saying is if you ignore the power of your paradigm mind to hijack what you want in life and, and reduce you basically to the life of an animal where you consistently go through life and get these results that you don't want. If you ignore that power, you're really operating from a very ignorant place and it will keep you spinning all the time, all the time. Making a decision to do something is better than staying in the indecision of doing nothing. Because when you do something, you get a result. When you get a result, you can say, this is either a good result or it's not a good result. And then you can make a decision if you're going to change. And you're making an educated decision, a somewhat educated decision at that point. Because now you have data. And it's not pure emotion. You have to make a decision and then once you're doing something that is getting you a result, you have to ask yourself now, you know, how much of this is now time that I have to put into continuing to get this result and keep bettering my best all the time. That's it. So, so don't be distracted. Pay very close attention to what you're doing, what you're thinking. Where are you going, right? I mean, there's a lot going on. Where are you going? Focus on what's important to you and the vision that you have for yourself. 
and stay in your lane. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.